Ryan Miller is the director of Mohawk Valley Community College's Thinkubator, which is a central New York-based incubator and accelerator for startups. He's also the founder and host of the podcast Rust Belt Startup. I asked Ryan to jump in the closet so that we could talk about all things distraction, disruption, and derailment as we were just a few months into the pandemic at that point. And Ryan shares such clear insight that really transcends time. He has these wonderful mindset shifts that really offer support and help when you are facing inevitable challenges that come our way and how looking at these moments as opportunities, even if there is fear, especially when there is fear can be such a huge lifesaver and game changer. Ryan also talks about how important it is to be able to ask for help, to be able to have someone who is a gut checker for you, as well as empathy and the part that it plays in being able to have a, not just a sustainable business, but just to be able to have a thriving life in general. Ryan has so much to offer, and I'm so excited to either introduce you to him or reunite yourself with him. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Ryan Miller. Someone said, you know, stop saying, stay at home, start saying you're safe at home. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a great way to reframe that. Yes. You know? You're safe at home. You're helping people by saying like some, anything other than stay home. Like it's just yeah. finger pointing, you know, that mm -hmm. vast majority of people don't really gel with, but I've right. also been guilty of saying it because I'm kind of like, it's just such a simple, just do it. But at the same time, you and I are happy to be home. There are so many people who are not happy to be home or in dire We're street. lucky. I mean, I think, you know, we're, we're in a very, both you and I are in, in a pretty privileged position. You know, 100%. we have jobs that we can do and, you know, and we have supportive families and, and, a, and a home that's safe. You know, I think yep. when this first started, um, you know, again, this is going back to like just Twitter and reading, you know, when the schools closed, um, someone was posting like, you know, for, for a lot of kids, this, that was their safe space with school. And now we're basically locking them into a very difficult environment in a lot of cases, you know, and, and that's a, you know, so we're, we're doing very well, but I, but recognizing that we're in a, a really privileged position, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like finding that sweet spot between not being naive and not being fearful or guilty mm -hmm. or, you know, um, finding that balance where you can understand that a lot of people have it worse than you. And at the same time, not get so, I don't know about you, but I have a tendency to get very hung up on that guilt feeling of, Oh my gosh, there are so many people like you can name it. I mean, I don't even want to keep mm -hmm. turn this into a doomsday conversation, but like, yeah, no, you're right. You, know? but you have to, you know, you're, this is a very unique position where it's like, what can you do? Like understanding what you can control, what you can't control. Mm -hmm. And then, um, uh, you know, it's just, it, it happens to be right now, the thing that you can do that you can control is helping people by not helping people. Like, is, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense, but, um, Helping people That's by hard. helping yourself. I mean, yeah. it's really That's that. Like, part. yeah, it's so true. And it's, um, 
And then once you're helping yourself, how can you help people from afar? Because there's so many mm -hmm. people offering to go to the grocery store and do all that. And I think that's wonderful. And at the same time, you just, your hope is that those people that are doing that are taking the necessary precautions. So it's, right. you, can, you can drive yourself bananas. So it's pretty much like hold yourself accountable, do what you, do what you can do and focus on what you want and what you, yep. instead of what you don't want. I mean, that's like how I break it down simply. Like my job right now is to be able to coach and have these sessions with people so that they can go back into the workplace and feel better and feel more empowered and, yeah. and, and to be a good mom. I mean, that's how I break it down. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. at the end of the day, I want kids who leave this feeling a sense of safety, a sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. And just, I mean, I was listening to, to your podcast, um, that you had the, the rambling one. No, it's <laughs> I was just great. Like, oh my God, I, I have, have some to think comments about, this. about it. No, but you, you just like how you guys are going to come out tighter from this, you know, mm -hmm. having that family dynamic. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, and you know, I've, I've got a whole bunch of other, it's like, I'm going to do like a part two on it, like in, in the next night or two, just cause there's all these things that are in my head, which I don't know that it, that it matters that they're right, that they're true, but mm -hmm. there's something about like, articulating them and and putting them out in the in the universe mm -hmm. that is very like uh you ever you ever go to sleep and um with like a problem this happens to me quite a bit like i'll, I'll be stewing on something mm -hmm. i'll go to sleep and i will wake up with the solution mm -hmm. and it's i think it's that um uh or a solution right and mm -hmm. and that um that articulation and digestion through even just monologue helps me to process things yeah well yeah. i read somewhere too that like even taking that problem writing it out like are you familiar with julia cameron's morning pages so, uh, i've heard i've heard of morning pages i didn't know yeah. who, who's that who that is though yeah, yeah so so super simple three three straight pages a stream of consciousness writing mm -hmm. first thing in the morning maybe you get a hot tea or hot coffee and that's it mm -hmm. ideally you write it out and you only get three pages and that's it and yep. And she talks further about why it's that limited amount. And I appreciate and understand the morning concept, but I also do that at night sometimes. I'm not religiously about it, but same reason. Like yeah. you have a problem, get it out of your head. So at least it's on the paper and it leaves more room, I believe, for your dream life to come alive mm -hmm. and to give you that solution that's so clear that your mind might've been bogging it down with. Yep. You know, yep. so much uncertainty going on right now, right? If you want to speak to just your perspective on specifically for the workplace, um, you know, also home, but just like we're, we're leaders, people who are being talked to all the time and asked and they're like the lighthouse in the storm kind of thing. How can they find some tools of how to deal with this uncertainty without burning out? Uh, I think, you know, we were kind of alluding to it earlier that um, you got to, I think the analogy that I use is you got to have some room in the glass because we're in week three. And like, I was on a, I was on a phone call today with, with a CEO um, of a, of a larger firm and they're talking about planning for, you know, an, another eight to 12 weeks of this. And so, you know, that's going to change a, a lot, of, a lot of different dynamics and um, uh, you know, with, without, without getting, uh, without getting in, into politics right out of the gate, um, I remember feeling this this kind of same um, tension um, after the 2016 election, and you know, can remember speaking to a lot of friends and and folks that you know we were trying to process um, what that new dynamic and reality um, was for a lot of us, and you had to kind of keep that same mentality, which was you can't burn out on 
outrage and sadness. You got to leave some room in the glass because like you got to have some energy for this long term uh, and, and adjusting. And, and, and that doesn't mean that you don't feel and that you don't, um, you know, uh, grieve or are sad about the situation, but like, this is, this is not probably going to be over in, in two weeks. And so, um, you know, one of the things that I've been trying to do is just keep a, um, not an arm's length, but, um, maybe a forearm's length from, from news all day because it's gonna, and it's gonna get, it's gonna get worse. And so, um, I don't know. I think everyone's looking to leadership. And so there's going to be people that have to, um, I don't know. People are, are looking for, like you, like you said, they're looking for something to grab onto. They're looking mm-hmm. for, for somebody to tell them what to do and that it's going to be okay. And I don't think anybody knows that yet, you know? So, so um, can, I, yeah. can I ask you, so to speak to that specifically, right. Like we, we all are very uncertain and uncertainty is one of the most terrifying feelings for the vast majority of people, right? We like certainty. We like clarity. Mm-hmm. It, it creates like a sense of safety for us. So specifically for people who are in the, in the leadership role. So when I say that I'm speaking broader in regards to yes, entrepreneurs, yes, CEOs, yes, supervisors, managers, and moms, dads, caretakers, um, anybody who is, is caretaking. And then also obviously people who are out there in the front lines for all of us, like how can they leave that little bit of room for their cup so that they're not like. Uh, you said it earlier, I think before the, um, uh, before we started the actual recording, which was like reframing can be important. And so instead of stay home, you're safe at home is one way to look at it. You know, um, um, you, I can't remember who you said was, was reframing it in, in, in a certain way. Adam but like, Grant, the organization. Adam Grant. Yeah. 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 I mean, the freedom. I, I, yeah. For me, I think too, yeah. it's, it's like understanding what you can control and what you can contribute and what you can't control. And right now, like there's a ton that we can't control, you know? And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's being, I think, aware of um, where you kind of sit in, in this, in this crisis and what do you have to offer other people like maybe I like I don't know how to sew right and I don't have a 3d printer and I so I can't I don't have the materials to go make masks but maybe what I can do and what I've been doing is trying to show um, businesses how to um, maybe pivot to more of an online model provide Mm -hmm. some tech support in video um, Mm -hmm. you know buying gift cards I mean there's there's lots of little things that you can do that 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 can contribute but um, Mm -hmm. you know I think to for everyone like to to think about how do you leave room in the in the glass I think part of it is understanding that um, that it's a marathon and you know and and maybe get someone to to like like like-minded people are you know simultaneously the screens that I think are used to divide us are now like the thing that connects us Mm -hmm. and um, I was I heard a thing I don't know who it was the other day it was saying like you know, the, the, um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't just in, in the, in, in the screens. What was it? He's talking, I think it was, it was Seth Godin. It was, it was talking about like, you know, looking at this. I mean, there's been a billion people that have been, mm-hmm. been talking, talking about this, but like looking at this as, um, um, this is hopefully the only time in our lifetime that like the world is stopping. Mm-hmm. Like that's never happened before. And, mm-hmm. And what are you going to do with that stoppage? And, you know, in, in, there are horrible things happening. And, and, and one of the things that I think you can do is to, is to take stock of value. Like what are the things that you value personally, professionally, um, 
what can you learn during this time? And that doesn't, that could be me. It could be learning a new skill. It could be um, having those conversations with people that you have been putting off for a long time. You know, we have this, this pause on earth that has really never happened before. And granted it's in, in a pretty bad situation, but like this is a, a pretty amazing opportunity, I think for us to step back and think about um, getting away from our normal routine and figure out, okay, what do we value and how can we change ourselves? So when things start to turn again, we come out of this a better version of ourselves. That's a long-winded answer, but I don't know. It's, it's I got a so, lot of thoughts around it. It's so on, and it's it's actually one of the questions I had down for you because on your podcast, Rust Belt Startup, you had talked about your fundamental rethinking of value. You're hoping that when we come out, yeah. I believe that's the phrase you used. That's it. You got it down. Was that we have a fundamental rethinking of value and and, and really a focus on what's valuable to us. So it could it, yes, it could be learning a new skill and using this time in that way where it doesn't help us to to sit and, and feel guilty about that we're healthy and that we have loved ones and we feel helpless. It helps us to be able to utilize that time and to bring more gratitude and joy and love and hope into the world with, you know, obviously balanced with critical thinking and being accountable. Um, but in regards to like what's valuable to us, what a great time right now for the busy 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 like a badge that was like the phrase for the last what five years maybe longer yeah. maybe 10 uh now everybody gets to chill out and for some people it's a long-awaited breath of fresh air and for other people it's agony so can you speak to a tip that you would give to the people because you're such you you do have a great balance from from what i know of you we've mm -hmm. known each other for a relatively decent amount of time and you know, between family and work and doing a lot of productive, when I say I was steering away from productive, but like purposeful work, right? And at the same time, you're busy a lot. And so, and it's, it doesn't seem to be um, shallow busyness, but can you speak to the people who this pause is agony to them and maybe what they can do from your perspective to just release the pressure valve around that? Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. It's maybe useful to some folks and, and not useful to others. One of the things I was doing, um, and I do this on and off, is um, I used to keep and still do keep like a digital planner where um, uh, this was, it was stolen and remixed from a, there's a, there's a planner that was, was um, referred to me. I was called the, I think it was like the best life planner or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but um I got a lot of value out of this in terms of it, it, it breaks your, it was a 12 week planner, right? And so it, it asks you to think about a thing that you want to do, or th I think it was three things that you want to accomplish over 12 weeks. And then it makes you break them down and like, why is it important to you and, and break them down more. So you have like weekly goals. And mm -hmm. so um, that was a, a system that we kind of appropriated for a lot of the work that we do at Think where it's just reverse engineering. And if, if you want to eat an elephant, if you want to learn a new skill, like you still got to start with a bite, but it mm -hmm. helps to, it helps to, um, instead of sitting and stewing, you know, I don't think you need to be busy every moment of every day, yeah. but I think, you know, can you create a situation in your life now, which is, um, which might be crazy where you, you accomplish one thing a day that is a, um, that's a win for you. That can be personally, professionally, you know, whatever. I mean, we've been thinking about, um, you know, at home, like I've got a list of things that, that are like, Corona projects, you know, that I've been kind of kicking around or things that I want to learn about. Um, but, but also just thinking about like, 
during this pause, um, one, one of the things that I think people are going to figure out in, in one way or the other, and this may divert from the question a little bit, is that, um, you know, we've basically asked teachers to reinvent the education system in two weeks, right? We've asked like all businesses to throw people to the wolves and work at home and like figure this out. I, I genuinely think that for a lot of businesses, not all, and, and maybe certain segments of businesses, we're going to come out of this by going, you know what? Um, this works, like this remote thing works and this flexible schedule works. And so for me, what I do right now on most days, is I batch. So we've got, I've got two little kids, mm -hmm. um, um, a three-year-old and, and a one-year-old. And so um, I also want to be a good dad and what a time to be able to be a little bit more present, you know, for your kids. Um, totally. Totally. Right. And yeah. so I, what I've been doing, and I don't hold myself to this every single day, but like I wake up kind of, kind of early and I, I triage email that have come from like 5 PM till 6 AM. Right. And it's just, it's literally just delete, 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 move. What it, I don't respond. I just like mm -hmm. look at the scope of what I'm about to hit. Mm -hmm. And then I put the phone down and I go be dad for a while. And then, um, can I, I pause do a you for a second? Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that, that alone what a game changer, right? Like, I just don't want to breeze past that. Like being able mm -hmm. to take in your email in the morning and, and it seems like such a no brainer, but for a lot of people, including myself, I have a good intention and then I end up going down the rabbit hole. So like how to go yeah. and intentionally just realize, batch it up, move things around, delete things, pin things, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And then just have it be an intention, non-negotiable boundary. That's all I'm doing, putting it away, not mm -hmm. answering one email. And then yeah. you go back to your day. You get to it. Morning. Yeah. 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 yeah for, even just for a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, um, and, and I read from a lot of people like, don't pick up a screen, don't check email till nine, 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. for, for me, um, sometimes that anxiety gets the best of me. And so I would mm -hmm. rather wake up. And the first thing I do is just look and then, mm -hmm. and then try to just do something that's, that's not that. And so that's, that's cooking breakfast and, mm -hmm. and, and, and helping with the kids. But then I typically do like a batch. Um, of work in the mm -hmm. morning and then I take a small break to be with the kids and then I batch the afternoon and then um, then I'm dad in the evening mm -hmm. and the kids go to bed at like 7 30 and then mm -hmm. usually um, I'll either what I try to do is is personal work like after that so um, uh, you know a couple nights a week and that's that's making the podcast that's there's a bunch of projects that I'm working on that's um I went down the rabbit hole learning about um uh, wine and cheese pairings the other night and and um, uh, Serrano ham it's just like the most amazing Spanish ham and I was like I want to learn everything I can about Serrano ham so I took like a two-hour deep dive on like the diets of the pigs and how they're raised in the regions and like <laughs> that to me is fun you know yeah yep so I don't know I for me the batching works and like today as an example um, um, my calendar kind of governs my life so in in one of the things that has been very helpful is spending the money on an application like Calendly mm -hmm. where um, you you especially now that everything's happening in zoom there's a lot of coordination right mm -hmm. there's not a walking down the hall and hey can I pick your brain for a second mm -hmm. or hey, I'm just gonna talk to you everything's got to be coordinated and so probably six months ago we moved um, or four months ago we moved to Calendly where basically if someone wants me I send them a link and it's a live Google Calendar view of my life of when I, when I dictate that I will be available mm -hmm. and they just pick a day and time that works for them. And it mm -hmm. just, it generates a zoom link and like, mm -hmm. boom, there we are. Right. I don't have to think, yep. you don't have to think it just goes. 
Um, and, and then I also include in that my personal obligations, which, which takes that out of the availability. And so mm -hmm. to me, there's a lot less time spent on, Hey, what works for you? What works mm -hmm. for you? Oh, that doesn't like, just here's the link. I don't, yes. I will be available if you hit the button. Yes. Right? It's simpler. It's clear. And, and if, if we can, just to go back to one reference that yeah. you said in regards to like, you know, people aren't passing each other anymore in regards to like, can I just pick your brain? Can I ask you a question? What do you feel is the, the benefit and if there are any drawbacks to that not happening now that we're in this state that we're in? Yeah, there's this guy, um, a great book for people to pick up. Um, a great, I would I'll call it like the trilogy of books is um, by, an, uh, by an author, uh, who's become a favorite author of mine, Austin Kleon. And mm -hmm. his blog is great and like his mm -hmm. newsletter is great, but he writes these little tiny books. Um, the first one um, was, I think was the first one called Show Your Work or the second one was Show Your Work. Um, oh, the first one was called Steal Like an Artist. Yes, the second yeah, was, yeah, I was yeah, thinking, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one is Show Your Work and the third yeah. one is Keep Going. And they're all fantastic. Um, but one of the things he talks about in Show Your Work is this idea, and it's a Brian Eno term called a senius. And um, a, a senius is this idea of like, you know, um, uh, the way that the, the, a, a genius doesn't exist. A, a genius, geniuses are by, byproducts of a senius. And so what you need to make a senius is, is place and proximity for, um, I, and, and I don't know if this was Austin Kleon or someone else, they talked about like I, a place for where ideas can have sex, mm -hmm. right? And like you need that place where it can just kind of naturally happen. Um, and that's what is going to really spark that kind of um, that water cooler talk. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when we're remote, that becomes hard to do. Um, uh, but like, I'll give you an example. Like we, we're, we're starting some um, coworker lunches with think and just like mm -hmm. open um, hangs with zoom. And so, um, so we started our first one today. It was just a lunch and it was like, Hey, anyone come and just like talk and we'll just hang out, you know, we talk about whatever. And you know, it's the conversation started. There's like eight people in the zoom room and it started like, Hey, isn't this, isn't this crazy? Like, holy shit, is this the end of the world or whatever? And then it, it morphed into, um, some problems people were experiencing mm -hmm. in this kind of remote life. And then there was mm -hmm. a developer on there and there's a guy that built chatbots, and we started vibing out like, Oh man, can we create this thing? that wouldn't it be cool if this existed? And that was like lightning in a bottle. I don't know where it's gonna go, mm -hmm. but without having that place for of free form ideation, I think mm -hmm. that's gonna be hard. That'll be mm -hmm. lost, you know? But um, on the other side of it too, um, I feel like conversations tend to be a little bit more focused mm -hmm. when I'm doing Zoom. Totally, you know? yeah. So and they're on and off. As much. I was gonna say, time-wise they're on and off. One other thing that just came to my mind too is that a benefit could be that actual direct reports take time to think something through before just knee-jerk reaching out to their supervisor or manager if they did yeah. it right or if they have a question. Like you and I are coming from different standpoints because of our work. Like yeah. maybe it's more like entrepreneurial from your standpoint. Mine is like, can I pick your brain? Can I ask you a question? You're not, chances are you're not going to do that as much. So you hold yourself mm -hmm. more accountable and there's more of an empowered feeling like, Oh, I can. I just figured that out. And usually, I would have just walked over to so and so's desk and asked them how to do it. Yeah. So there are benefits, but that's not going to work for everybody. You know, what yeah. I mean, like it, that, that's the the downside is it's not a universal truth that this mm -hmm. that people are going to take that initiative. And so, I mm -hmm. think what you're going to find is there's going to be a bifurcation in organizations and businesses of some that like this remote thing is great for either these people, right? 
Um, and in some cases, it's, it may be completely um, uh, traumatizing to holding on to culture and, totally. and, and for other people, right? I think it's organization by organization. Mm -hmm. So can you speak to that specifically? Um, I talked to you before about this and um, like in regards to what you were going to talk about and culture is huge. I'm so glad you just rounded to that. And there were a few things that you had said like, oh, there's options for me to talk about this, this, and this. And I just want to I don't me. remember any of them, by the way. Amazing. So, that's, so that's this, great. so this is exciting because you wanted an element of surprise. Yeah. So I'm just going to, um, in regards to culture, it might kind of swerve, which is totally cool. One way specific that leaders, that people in charge, whatever that means to you. So we're talking home life, education, workplace, right? Am I leaving anything out? I think it's all right now. Three biggies. Kind of, it's all the same thing right now. Yeah, those are the three biggies. Yeah. And I and I do feel like it kind of some of the advice that you hear from, you know, on the home front or work or it, it all intersects. You can it's like a transferable yeah. skill in a way. You know, you can make it your own. So regarding culture, so culture whether it's education, work life, home life, you can take it however you want. What's one thing that someone who is the head, right? The leader in some capacity, what can they do right now to increase their resilience? Yeah, I think a, a couple of things. Like this is the time where um, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be coming to major life decisions um, during this this crisis as as employees as leaders um, as heads of organizations and i think it's super important to um, to try to convey gratitude and value across these digital pipes in some way right like and and that's gonna be different for every organization but like you know people are gonna there's gonna be people that are gonna are gonna choose are gonna have to choose between like um, employment and, and, and caretaking, right? Like, and they're going to choose caretaking every time that they have the option to let's, let's understand that. Um, and on the flip side, if I'm, you know, if I'm an owner or an employee, really, um, I think trying to not just gratitude, but like honesty, like under giving people a sense of like, what are you seeing from a, um, leadership position, just being honest. Um, you know, people, people are surprisingly resilient if you give them the truth. Mm -hmm. um, and so there are a lot of people that are that are going through layoffs, and there are a lot of people that are are having like this week and last week to lay people off, right? And and no one wants to be in that position. And so I think honesty is is a giant way to to um, uh, to maintain trust and credibility. Mm -hmm. And and uh, one of the things I thought was really cool um, uh, was it Larry Gilroy over uh, at Gilroy Curtin and Gilroy, their big mm -hmm. insurance firm. They were um, working on um they, they sent out a, a thing to all their em employees and now they're now they're they're um growing this with, with the chamber of commerce but started here where he said you know um we value all of the the restaurants and the 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 small businesses in our community and so we want to encourage our employees to do takeout and so um we're gonna match up to 50 bucks for every single employee to go get takeout oh, and, that's so, awesome. and i'm like you know like what does that say about mm -hmm. the way that you care about your your employees right and, and, and maintaining that culture mm -hmm. um and, and the community value yeah totally absolutely. it's a win it's yeah. a win-win a hundred percent you just took you the know? words out of my mouth absolutely yeah absolutely and I, was on the phone, I was on the phone with another ceo today and you know his, his main concern was um was not 
how many people are going to um, either either be laid off or um, uh, or be unable to work. His concern was um, the mental health of their workforce mm-hmm. um, when this is over mm-hmm. because of what so many of them are going through either personally, financially, or with a loved one. Like there was very little conversation on this conference call about bottom line profitability. And mm-hmm. it was made clear that we're going to do everything we can to keep as many people as employed as we can. But the number one thing was HR. How are we, how are we staffing up HR to really try to take care of people's mental health and well-being mm-hmm. um, throughout this and, but more importantly, after? Mm-hmm. And, and to speak to that too, like right now people are, are maintaining, you know, and they're, figuring out how to respond to the immediacy of everything, people are inevitably thinking about the uncertainty and they can drive themselves crazy thinking about all of these things. What would be a way that you would um, suggest that would be wise for people to strategically look into the future? Like what is something without knowing what's going to happen that people could even start planning? Yeah. uh and, and I may be a bad person to ask about this because I think about this a lot. Um, and I think I look at it in most cases through the lens of um, opportunity rather than a lens of fear in mm-hmm. most cases, not all cases. Um, there's going to be a lot of, of, of businesses that are not going to survive this. There's going to be a lot of people that, that are going to be affected by this permanently. But I think, you know, how can you, how can you, I mean, I guess you're asking like, how do how do you prepare for the future, or how do you predict it and adapt to? It? I mean, I, I I guess where what are you what are you looking for? I guess so. It's I guess it's either like how I guess it's maybe more of the latter. You know, how do you yeah. um, prepare for something that you don't really? I guess it's more out of the question of like, how can you focus on what you can control versus what you can't control? Like, is there anything that you're thinking? You know, one of the other things that um, you had kind of thrown out as options to talk about is, is automation. I don't know if that's something self-awareness, like just to be able to be, I'm thinking time right now, like time and people and simplicity in a way. Self-awareness is, is is giant, right? I think understanding um, not only what you're feeling, but why you're feeling it. And Mm -hmm. like, that's, that's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. I think finding, um, I'm going to use the, the term coach in quotes, but like mm-hmm. finding someone um, to, to, to bounce things off of and mm-hmm. to gut check you is, is super important. You know, like um, I, I think it was, I think it was Seth Godin that was talking about, or no, it was, maybe it was a uh, creative live. What's the guy's name? Chase Jarvis. Uh, Chase Jarvis, right. It was talking, it was either him or Seth. Or maybe it was the interview and they were talking about, um, he said, you know, you don't hire a running coach. Um, to train you for a marathon so you don't get tired during a marathon you hire a running coach to train for a marathon because they're going to show you where to put the tired mm-hmm. and I think to me it's the same thing with this is like this is long and you need a coach or you need a partner mm-hmm. not because they're going to make it easy but someone to help you find out where to put the tired mm-hmm. and where to put the hurt and where to put mm-hmm. the challenge um you know, and that's going to be different for different people, mm-hmm. but like understanding that um, it's okay to have these, these things happening. What, what am I going to do now that I recognize what I can control? Where am I going to put that? And then mm-hmm. how am I going to adapt and move forward? I think is, is really important. 
for, mm-hmm. for folks, you know, like, um, you know, if you are a person that is, 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 is naturally going to kind of, kind of pull in, um, around here, like understand that that's the kind of person that maybe you are, maybe you need some external support or if, you know, and there are also people that have become these overshare, you know, opiners, right. Mm -hmm. That maybe what we need to do is take it down a little bit and, and, and take a breath. So I, you know, I think understanding, um, understanding what I don't say experts are saying, but like we can make some pretty, pretty reasonable judgments around um, some of the things that are, that are going to change. And, you know, to me, some of that is, is exciting. Um, I think about, you know, for organizations that, that this, this idea of, of flexibility and, and more autonomy works, like if we extrapolate this thing out, what does that mean for um, the commercial real estate market, right? What, what's going to happen if a lot of businesses say, well, we don't think about the amount of, that we spend on overhead for an office. Like, is that needed all the time? And, and what are the implications of that? What does that do to the walkability of downtown? What does that do mm-hmm. to transportation? What does that, I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty crazy, you know? And, and in that, I think there's an, also an amazing amount of opportunity um, because the other thing that I, I feel like people are starting to wake up to is not just that um, remote work is, is possible, but, um, that how, I mean, when you, you know, look at how fast some of the news is traveling around, you know, I think we've all seen the videos of, of, um, the people in, in Italy, like singing on their balconies mm-hmm. and, and, and how, because of these magical panes of glass, how connected we are. And we have the ability, I think, to work more together on, mm-hmm. uh, on some of these things. So there's, I mean, in trying to reframe it in terms of possibility rather than agony is, mm-hmm. is not a hundred percent, but like understanding, like mm-hmm. there's going to be some, you know, really interesting things that, that come out of this. There's, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't remember who said this either, but someone said uh, uh, on Twitter the other day, like there was the, people say the world will never be the same. And there was the, the, um, there was the, the, the first test of the atom bomb, right? that day the world completely changed right mm-hmm. it didn't change everything about the world mm-hmm. but it changed the world fundamentally because we mm-hmm. now know that there's this there's this thing right and and this is going to shake a lot of people and so yes the world will never be the same but it's never been the same anyway mm-hmm. so you know it's it's certainly more of a of a fault line mm-hmm. but what are we going to do so what now you know exactly know. that's yeah. a long answer i don't know it's I'm, all good i just let you we I have just a sign yeah. If I go on, you got to go like this or something and be like, oh, like baseball. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I just did. I, w- I was my inner Uma Thurman. And my yeah. perspective is going to be totally different mm-hmm. um, than my friend Nancy, who's an ER doctor in New York City, mm-hmm. right? Like, I have the privilege and luxury of being like, well, you know, maybe this is going to affect this and that way, you know, mm-hmm. and, and she's fighting to keep people alive and doesn't, mm-hmm. I think, have the luxury right now of, of, of that. So I think understanding, mm-hmm. again, privilege and position is. Mm-hmm is like um, the, you got to check yourself through this process too. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's no, I mean, out of everything that you said, the self-awareness piece, which isn't surprising because that's my wheelhouse of like not being an expert of it. I don't think, I don't know if anybody really is. I, I just feel like that's what I'm hearing over and over again about the stories you shared about the conversations you've had with different people and just the resources from the 
you know, Seth Godin, Chase Jarvis, I just heard mm -hmm. something Chase said today too about just being online and how the, the, the arts and learning and all of that is so huge right now. Like people are absorbing so much, fortunately, besides the news or in addition to, I'm hoping people are absorbing more art and learning than the news. But um, overarching from everything you said, it's like, if I'm hearing you right, the one, if ever, if someone could take one thing from our conversation, it's to really double down on that human connection with your employees, with the people who you're taking care of, to make sure that they're in a state of feeling safe and feeling resilient. Like we talk about resiliency and safety and all of that, but as a leader who's looking for all of that, it may sound counterintuitive, but it almost seems like by helping other people, you're getting filled in a way we've all had an experience where we've we've where the expectation of of a reciprocity is nothing mm -hmm. and the feeling that you get like we've all had that experience where it's the most amazing feeling ever with no expectations and um that's a good that's a good north star to have right now mm -hmm. you know to just to just be be a good be a good person mm -hmm. i mean i don't know it sounds so, so easy but it's right now i think that's what a lot of people are are looking for and I, you know i think a lot of the other things that we're concerned with whether that's we we can kind of get in our own heads about all the things that we do and and um in the grand scheme of things you know all of that stuff changes the minute that you're touched by this in some way personally mm -hmm. right um I think empathy is the other the other big thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. w my wife and I have had these, this conversation a lot over the past couple of weeks about like the spring breakers in Florida, you know, and and um, or or like name name your issue, um, uh, uh, you know, politically, socially, whatever. Like, until people have empathy for someone that's not like them until that thing affects them it's some for, for some folks it's like i just you know i don't understand it mm -hmm. um i always i always liken it to um you know this is now probably seven eight years ago but i can't remember the senator but it was very um anti-gay marriage right until their son came out and he's mm -hmm. like oh well now it affects me mm -hmm. and so now this matters to me so like why don't we skip that stuff and just mm -hmm. try to empathize because we don't know you don't know what employee has a sick relative. You don't mm -hmm. know what employee spouse or partner is an EMT mm -hmm. or, a or an Uber driver mm -hmm. or a, a, a checkout clerk, right? Or a or new a parent server. and just didn't get parent. sleep and is terrified that right. their child's going to be sick. like, it's all, it's all of the above, right? So right. it's like paying attention to that. Come, it's reminding me thinking just coming full circle to what you were saying on your podcast about like that fundamental rethinking of value. Like what a beautiful opportunity to use the word you used before, to come out of this with more empathy, more clarity on what matters to you, more human connection, completely bizarrely enough through the screen, and giving yourself that space. So before we completely close out tonight, just to bring it all home, like if a leader was listening to this, what would be one thing out of everything we talked about that you would hope that they would put into practice? I think I think it's those those two things, which is um, uh, I guess maybe it's one thing. It's like em like empathy, mm -hmm. like understand that right now there are a lot of folks that that are in all of our lives that are in crisis. Mm -hmm. um, 
and also I think it's it's an opportunity for organizations and leaders in particular to do a, a little bit of a of a, a soul search and a reevaluation of um, you know what is the value why does this organization exist what is the value that we bring mm-hmm. to the world mm-hmm. and if you know if you don't have a clear cut with that like you've got an opportunity to reevaluate that and, and figure that out right like that's exciting to me mm-hmm. um, and, and I also think. Um, on a that's like on a micro level on a macro level like if there's any macro leaders that that are ever listening to this you know this is also i think a really interesting time for us to be able to have big conversations about big things Mm -hmm. because there are some big things that are broken and regardless of you know what your positions on are around like healthcare, like we have to have a conversation about universal healthcare right now, right? Like we have to have a conversation about the education system. We have to have a conversation about paid medical leave and paid family leave. Like these are the things that are thrust upon us. And we have this amazing opportunity because we're now, we're now that, that the exposure of the brokenness is Mm -hmm. so out front, the exposure of inequality, economic, and, and by the way, like health inequality, right? Like you and I get to work from home in your linen closet in the basement. Mm-hmm. And there are people that are stocking shelves mm-hmm. that are making a lot, not, not a lot of money. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, when we. And risking so guess, themselves and, and their family themselves, and loved right? ones. Yeah. Yeah. So I think for, you know, I guess my, my plea for, for leaders is like understand the micro mm-hmm. and let's really start thinking about the macro because mm-hmm. we, we can have these conversations um, now that it's out front of us. It's a, it's a, it's a, a, a great opportunity amidst a lot of chaos right now mm-hmm. my point is the recognition yeah. of, mm-hmm. of the unbelievable um selflessness that people mm-hmm. are, are are exhibiting in in careers and occupations that that are not leadership roles that will get none of the credit for this when this mm-hmm. is done and they will be um the men and women that that made this turn the tide mm-hmm Absolutely. What a beautiful way to end this, Ryan. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, If people want to learn more about you and what you do and your podcast, where can they find it? Yeah, rustfeltstartup.com or just punch punch in Ryan Miller Utica into the Google machine and some stuff will come up, you know? I love that you have to throw Utica in because there's probably a gazillion Ryan Millers out in the world. There are. There's a million of us. We're so excited.